All right. Um, really, thanks. It's a great pleasure and honor to be at Temper Tantrum. I've been a fan since the beginnings. Uh, I don't have a presentation. That's something I've, I think, never done in my life. Uh, but I'm going to talk to you about hiring, um, how I hire baristas. And the talk is primarily uh, influenced at, uh, or directed at people who want to be hired. Uh, in a specialty coffee shop. Um, I'm going to give you a bit of a backstory. So I, f I started coffee about five, six years ago. I finished the barista course, uh, kind of more the Italian style, but still pretty good quality. I learned everything, and like many of us, I came out, you know, uh, and and immediately started searching for coffee shops and looking if they were doing everything right, if they were knocking the porta filter on the side as you should. Um, and so on. I was arrogant, ignorant, and enthusiastic. Um, I still have two of those traits to this day. Um, and I started looking for a job, and that wasn't such a long time ago. I think I still remember, and I hope that experience will be seen in this talk. Um, I started sending out CV, no replies. Uh, I started out handing out CVs to cafes, at one point going on the main street, giving my CV to every shop out there. And Almost no replies. Finally, some recommendation comes, and I get an invitation for an interview from this guy. And things seem well. He invites me for another interview. And um, he didn't show up for the interview. He sent his guru. And the guru started talking to me about my personal life and things like that. And then he got out that thing uh, and started measuring my aura and asking me about the relationship with my mother, because he thought there was something there. Anyway, I, 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 you know, I, I felt like running away, but I wanted that job, and I did land the job. And um, yeah, but this talk is not going to be about how to pass aura tests, I'm sorry. Anyway, from then on, it was a bit easier with experience. I later switched to a chain. Uh, uh, and I had one more interview, which was basically for a London-based uh, events company called Ristretto, and uh, that is something I really wanted to do uh, as something on the side. Um, from then on, I've been mostly hiring people and not, not getting hired. I hired about 10 people in the last five years, uh, which is not a huge number, but uh, seven of them are still with me in Espresso Embassy. And I'm going to talk to you from that perspective. Uh, I do wish to say, uh, you know, this is not a recipe. You know, just like if you buy the Cosmopolitan, if you want to read some love advice, it may or may not work. Um, I think this is similar. But also more seriously, uh, I think it's important to understand that cafes will have, will look for different peoples. Even the same cafe might have different preferences in different moments. I remember being in moments where I, was mostly thinking, we need a strong personality, you know, we need somebody who's the face of the cafe. But then maybe after a while you see, oh, there's so many faces here and we're all so strong, let's get somebody who's, you know, a, a hardworking, nice person, easy to get along with, and doesn't necessarily have to be a rock star on stage. So, you know, or, or sometimes you want to tip the gender balance here or there. What I mean to say that even, you know, there's no guarantee you might be great, it may be not the right uh, moment for you and that cafe to get together. 
Um, but let's hope these advice uh, that will follow will be useful. I want to talk about six things a bit. Oh, I did want to start the timer. Where are we at five? Okay, time. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about experience. Now it's 15, right? I know that format, yeah. Okay, so it's about experience. We're gonna talk if you're uh, getting coffee, uh, if you really get what specialty coffee is about. Uh, we're gonna talk about hard work, uh, about the whole thing of empathy, team player, and all that stuff. Attention to detail. And finally, enthusiasm. So about six themes, six short themes. Let's start with uh, experience. Obviously, something that uh, works well is uh, if you've already got experience in a specialty coffee shop and you, uh, you, know, you have a reputation, that will obviously make things easier to get another job. But again, this talk is more directed towards uh, beginners or people who are starting their career. Uh, there's this second level of experience that you may have, and that's been extremely useful in Hungary. And that's actually if you worked for a chain um, or another coffee shop. But I will say primarily chains because um, it's been somehow so um, great and working out so great for us, not only my shop but other shops, to adapt the knowledge you have, you have got in a chain. Because in chains, in these big, sometimes horrible companies in many ways, but you do learn how to, how to run a bar, how to you know, clean as you go, how to FIFO, whatever. Um, I never had this kind of training, but working with baristas who have had some experience in chains uh, has been amazing and I've learned a lot. So it is something that, that I do uh, recommend to some extent. It can be helpful for, to go from there to a specialty coffee shop, it will be taken into consideration, but you will have to show uh, some more and other kinds of experience, which we will talk uh, about uh, later on. There is uh, also the possibility of having no experience, but having finished the barista course, something I also uh, recommend. But most barista courses, and I haven't been to Erna's course, and I also realized that in the Czech Republic, you just go to some village and you have world champions training you. But, uh, but in most places, that's not the case. Uh, uh, so the, 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 the competition, the uh, you know, courses will not give you a, a, a full knowledge of coffee. So you will have to show what I call getting it. And this is what we want to talk about next. Um, by meaning to show, it means like if you send a CV as a job application or you meet uh, a, maybe a future employer, uh, you want to show that you get specialty coffee. Now, the opposite of that uh, is, for example, if you say, I've been to a barista course or I've worked in coffee and I have started uh, to dwell uh, into the mystery of latte art. Uh, now, I don't want to do the snobby thing of dissing latte art. I've recently improved in it. I think it's important. It's nice. But if you tell me that the, if you kind of signal that the peak of where you are with understanding coffee is how to pour milk uh, nicely, I will kind of see that maybe you don't see what specialty coffee can be and what the deeper depths of that uh, are. So, so you need to, in my opinion, <laughs> if I may, you know, you need to show me that you 
understand coffee, that maybe it's more difficult to make an espresso consistently than to make a, uh, you know, a nice cappuccino. And this is something you need to signal. Like if somebody applies for a job with chain experience or working in somewhere else, but you add that you know, you know, you've been tasting coffees all the time or you went to cuppings or you brew your coffee at home with a scale and you've been experimenting, or you just come in and taste the same coffee several times, if you start signaling somehow that you get this thing of specialty coffee, that it's something complicated, something hard to control, scientifically uncharted space of how we make something consistent by trying to influence water and, and you know, doses and grinding and all that, if you signal to me that you're kind of getting this whole game uh, in terms of making coffee, that is a great, uh, great plus. Um, we do have a little uh, trick here, and I wish to use this stage as a, to come out with that. Um, sometimes people come to us uh, and bring their uh, CVs in person, uh, and the dirty trick we do is we say, okay, thank you, and very kindly we say, hey, uh, can we treat you a coffee? Would you like a coffee? Now, um, it's a trap. Uh, uh, so many people say like, oh, you know, sorry, I had one in the morning, or I just had a couple. And it's, it's not a good answer. Um, <laughs> like, I, you know, I will still read the CV, and I don't wanna, you know, uh, discriminate against anybody. But, you know, if you want to play guitar in a band and the band says like, hey, you want to listen to our music and you're like, oh, I was just listening to the new Skrillex in my car so my, you know, ears are, <laughs> I can't do it. Maybe tomorrow, you will probably not play guitar in that band. So do have the coffee and take it black if possible, take an espresso, take a filter. Uh, and again, your chances are uh, improving. Again, if you really don't want to have a coffee, I don't want to have a coffee in the evening, but then just bring your CV the next day in the morning and you're good. Okay, um, now moving on. That's, so that's the, 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 the point of getting it. Just to be a bit more technical, I'm not actually... It's about signals. It's about kind of signals that you are in the coffee sect. Uh, so you can't really put on a CV like everything you know about coffee. I cannot expect that from anybody. But there's those little signals on how you think about it. You brew at home, or you taste a lot, or you do this or that, uh, or you're excited about you know, learning the art of espresso or filter, and not necessarily latte art. Those will be signals, and, and you will be uh, noticed. And your chances of getting on a short list are increased. Excuse me. OK, hard work. Um, <clears throat> I would think that many people who are outside of the uh, hospitality industry, at least that's how I was, do not actually realize how hard uh, we work in the hospitality industry and as baristas. And um, there's this uh, uh, paradox that uh, many of us who work in this industry and even uh, myself as a cafe owner and a working barista, but as a cafe owner, I am not a fan of hierarchy that much. And I think many of us think similarly. We do not necessarily want to be the kind of the boss with the 
you know, whip. Um, so it means we look for people who understand that this job is difficult, that you need to work hard, and you have your own drive. Because I don't want to really bend your will uh, if you don't, if you're not up for it. And you know, <clears throat> if you talk to baristas, most baristas have their like war stories. You talk to you know Kale here; he can tell us what do you do? Twenty-two thousand espressos in a in a day or an event? Yeah, and he's been telling me you know, and we made like two hundred forty espressos an hour on a two-group machine. This sort of thing, and 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 there's all these stories about hard work. Uh, I'll give you another example. My baristas, like I'm this fairly soft boss, they generally they tell me to be harder on the people. And my staff made this rule, if you're late five minutes, there's no tips. They made it up while I was away. So that's the spirit, that's the work ethics uh, we have. And I think to have that in mind, that it's hard work, if you get that trial day, if you come out to try out, and you, you keep it in mind that maybe the way you do wash the dishes or clean you know, the sink might influence your employment more than your latte art or, your, you know, or how you've managed the till on the first day because it's not so easy. Uh, I think that is very important to keep in mind. Like, you know, keep in mind throughout the process of applying for a job, um, and by the way, I'm not only talking to you, but also the internets and people who might be uh, listening in the future. Uh, keep in mind, we're looking for a barista because we're super tired and we, we can't take it anymore. We must hire someone. So if, if, if you're like doing magical work in the bar back area, we will just sneakily smile at each other like, yes, we are saved by this person. So do not underestimate it and do not overestimate the coffee making part. We can teach you how to make coffee probably uh, uh, fairly fast if there's any, any lackings. Um, yeah. So, um, so much about hard work. Um, there's the fourth point, um, which is the whole complicated world of psychology. I'm very happy we have Adam Neubauer uh, talking later on about this theme, so I will not be talking too much. You need to show, you know, empathy. You need to somehow show uh, that you can find the right moments to ask the questions, the right moments to, the ways to interact with, with uh, customers and your coworkers. But again, uh, click to Adam Neubauer, but, uh, but I will say this just on a very superficial level. You want to be at a good place psychologically if you ever get to an interview. Uh, so, you know, get rest. <laughs> be at your best. Get there early. Um, prepare with food. Uh, just, just put yourself in a good state. I have a story. Uh, this guy who works for me now, and it's great. Um, and... Recently, we were having an after-work beer, and he came up to me like, Tibor, did you know we already met once? You interviewed me once earlier? And I said, whoa, <laughs> you're the sweaty guy? <laughs> and we laughed, and yeah, he came in once. It was a fairly good interview. It was a previous cafe. He missed the bus, uh, and... Um, yeah, so he came in super sweaty, um, and you know, 
again, the thing is, I hate saying this because it sounds so rude, um, because you know he might have still been great, but I have limited resources to decide upon. I don't have all that time and uh, to to find, you know, to see through everything. We we must make our decisions based on the CV, on how you appear, how you are, how you work that one day. And, and that's what happens. So if you were late, it's, it's, a, it's a difficulty, you know. You, you might still land a job, but, but you're making it more difficult. Um, so, yeah, just, just bring your, your, you know, your best form. And, yeah, but I'm very happy uh, we reunited later with, with the guy, and he's awesome. So uh, everything turned out well. Um, which leads us to our final uh, two points in the final two minutes. We kind of already touched this attention to detail. There's a reason why this is in the barista competitions. Um, anything you do, uh, this is another piece of direct advice and something that I will reveal my you know, horrible way of judging applications. If you, if you, if we say like, please send your application by this deadline on this address, and the motivational letter and like a cover letter and the CV, then you should send your CV and your cover letter to that address by that date. Um, it is, you know, it is the first thing uh, you are asked to do. And some people like not do it, but send it on your Facebook account or, 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 or send it a different way. It's complicated, you know, because you've got a folder in your Gmail and not in your Facebook. Uh, so you can still kind of look at it, but in terms of attention to detail, you want to see somebody that everything is working out very easily and very smoothly. It's, let me put it this way, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, you're not gonna lose your chances if you don't do it that way, but it's worth getting every extra point uh, in this kind of competition. Or, or if you're coming in for a tryout day, you know, you can do these extra things. Again, attention to detail. You can, you can learn the menu. Amazing. So easy. Like, you know, what coffee is what coffee? What coffee goes in what cup? You can do that before coming and just impress us with that. And we're floored. We're done. We're, you know, ready to marry you. Uh, so, uh, or, you know, or... or uh, well, all these things we've talked about, you know, preparing with foods, you know, being there early, asking about what clothes to wear, asking about what uh, rug to use for what, just, just keep being uh, on it and, 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 and listening to details and scoring those little points. Or I'll give you another example, like, if you come on a trial day, you, uh, we need to call the tax authorities and tell them you're coming. Uh, so, you know, you can, that email can be neat as well. You know, you need to send your, you know, your address and your social security number. Send it quick, send it neat, you know, and we'll see like, okay, professional, fast, great, good impression, extra points. So watch out for those and, 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 and you will be getting extra points. Finally, last but not least, enthusiasm. So there's no perfect applicant. Uh, but, well, maybe there is, but um, enthusiasm can get you such a long way. Like, if you've come in and we've talked and obviously maybe you had a trial day and something worked better, something worked less, but if you show enthusiasm, 
It's like the power that will lead you uh, through any difficulties. It's, a, it's, it's something we can sail on. It's our waves of motivation. So show it. If we've been on trial day, there was some difficulty, but you really want a job, just tell me. Trust me, it matters. Not everybody really wants a job. If you really want that, if you really want to be a barista, really want to you know, get over your difficulties, show it. And show it in the, in the CV, in the motivational letter, I mean, the cover letter. It will matter. Put effort into it, because that's my only uh, point of contact. So this is my six points of, uh, uh, of advice uh, on these issues. I hope it will help. But I do want to close by saying that I think the relationship in a cafe is uh, between the employer and the employee, and it rests on both of us. And uh, so the way it works out on the long term is just as dependent on the employer. So I would really like to ask Jan and Steve and Colin to invite some baristas next time to teach us, the employers, how to be better bosses. Thank you very much. So, grab a seat. Just well, before we ask any questions, oh. I'm going to have a job interview. Okay. See whether this works. So, so you uh, you were at uh, has been. Oh, I know. I know. You're that Attila guy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming for the job. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I saw you in the barista competition. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not very good at making coffee. Can you teach me to make coffee? Um, yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other experience in, in the field? No, not no? really. No? I, there, you seem to be fiddling with roasting a bit, no? No. Like a home no. roaster thing? Have you ever had any interviews like this? Because I have. Um, no. <laughs> making the point, I've actually had those interviews where somebody's come in and sat there and uh, said that they've read my blog, Jim Seven, and they really enjoyed oh. it. So, um. <laughs> but I, I try to get the positive out of you. See, I'm not only rude because you do this roasting thing. That, that would be a plus. You, you would have a chance. Yeah, would I? Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm a terrible barista. Put me on the brew bar, I'll be fine. But don't let me near the espresso machine. Um, so, have we got any questions from uh, from the audience here or comments? May I? Sorry to like because this like somebody may think totally different things on hiring. I want to hear it. I'm not going to argue. Hi, Tibor. I got five questions now. <laughs> um, how do you motivate your baristas and what you give back to them, like regarding wages, uh, trips, uh, competitions, whatever? Second question is, uh, do you have a dress code for baristas? Uh, what's the second question? Do you have a dress code for baristas? And the third question is, uh, non-Hungarian-speaking baristas, how do you handle that? If they speak, if they don't speak Hungarian, how do you handle that? Okay, I'll start with the third. We we haven't ever hired anybody who, who's who's uh, who doesn't speak the language. That's so I don't either. stand a chance. Then is what you're saying. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that just crushed my dreams. We had we had guest baristas, many from the Czech Republic as well. It can be fun, but yeah. Um, motivating baristas. Um, Okay, so I think, yeah, wages are important. In general, uh, like, you cannot overlook that by, you know, trying to be, like, only nice. Uh, I think trying to be fair. Uh, I, I think that, you know, the barista wages are never uh, a grounds for, like, overtime. Because even if you're, like, relatively okay, I generally think, you know, if there's an extra half an hour, pay that. 
Uh, I think there's a thing about trying to motivate people and see like a future image. Most, some of my baristas have worked for four, two uh, or more years. Uh, so you want to see if there's, yeah, if you can lead them towards competition, include them in doing trainings for others, which can also lead to wage increase. Um, or, or, you know, maybe barista camp or, or, or things like this. Kind of seeing if they want to go uh, on. Um, I think it's, a lot of it is, I'll try to keep it short, but it's, it's about, it's this attitude that I think I, I am super grateful for, for my baristas, how they are. And uh, I think, you know, I owe them to a certain extent to try to improve uh, uh, their whole situation and how they feel in the cafe. Yeah, uh, the second question was dress code. Yeah, we started with black shirts and then uh, we slowly kind of took them off. And uh, was, that, was that from Ristretto days? Because I know Ristretto had that black shirt. Yeah, I guess, maybe, well, maybe, yeah. yeah. And what, now you just bare chested, just kind yeah, of. Yeah, 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 we worked out of it. No, um, we actually had a meeting with baristas and agreed. So we, we said we, didn't, we want it to be kind of clean. So there's no dress code, but you kind of want plain colors, uncomplicated things, uh, you know, no cartoony t-shirts. Sorry, uh, you know who, who you are. Um, and um, so we just, we just keep it clean. But it was also agreed with the baristas, which by the way, I think is again a big thing with motivating baristas. And I think that's great also that I work in the bar, so I kind of feel how things are. So, so I think including in decisions and feeling what the problem is when you work there helps. Great one. Excellent. Any more questions? And like, literally, all the way through that, I've written loads on here that are going to ask in the panel part. You have Richard lots of questions one. coming too. Hi. Um, I've hired a few people in the past, and um, I've often told them not to do barista courses. I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't say that here. Um, <laughs> and the reason being is that I've always hired based on personality, 100% and attitude, um, because the coffee schools we can teach. So I just wondered what your sort of, if you had to give a weighting to skills versus personality and attitude, what would it be? Uh, I think many people do that, yeah. And I heard many people to just go for personality. Um, so I think that's important to know. Uh, I have, I think, had the luxury to, to be able to hire experienced people uh, many times. So, so that worked uh, great. Um, yeah, I would, put, I would put some work experience above training, but it does end up being personality and, and this drive and this this understanding of the whole situation. I, I haven't really had the problem of like somebody having, you know, tamping in a different way and then they can't change it because it's so, you know, in memory I think you can. So it's a mixture. Any more questions? Got one there. Um, hi. Well, my question is a little bit more Okay, let's say you hire somebody who is quite inexperienced, doesn't have any experience in, in service, um, but it's quite enthusiastic. How does the transition between the runner and the coffee machine, the guy who is working behind the coffee machine, happen? 
Well, again, uh, my experience is limited to my uh, cafe. Uh, we do it fast somehow. I, we don't have that real kind of system of three months bar back then machine. Um, you know, I think to, on a setup uh, system to pull shots, espresso is, you can learn that in two days, good enough to serve at any coffee bar. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree, but if, if things are set up, then it's easy. Um, so, you know, we might have you pulling shots, uh, experimenting with milk when it's slow, fairly fast. Um, it, it's, if somebody's inexperienced, it's just, you know, you want to set up uh, a relationship where you can say like, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to criticize you a lot or give you lots of recommendations, if you will, and we will also, you know, give you lots of positive feedback. We just have to keep listening and, and, and improving. And then we don't really hold people back from the coffee machine a lot. Thank you. Dale's got a question, I think. So. Mm -hmm. Here's the mic. <laughs> <laughs> he needs two so, microphones, too. <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of questions I could, I could use, too. So seven out of ten staff in five years have stayed with you? Is yes. Okay, so how do you get that kind of retention, like, uh, Barista Guild, one of the big things, in, in fact, uh, lots of people at the moment are talking about whether being a barista in a bar can be a career, can be something that you would do for a long time. And I guess you have one shop and you don't have many, you're not roasting, so these are all guys who are still working behind bar and have been for five years, have been getting better and better. How do you keep those people? How do you motivate them? How do you reward them? Uh, how, how do you keep that? Because for, I think, many cafes, one of the biggest expenses is hiring the right people and keeping them so that you don't need to keep spending money on training. You know, I think let's also try to be realistic about the situation. Uh, I will answer your question, but I think Budapest is different than London. There's less places to go to. So, you know, maybe if there was three other coffee shops, maybe they would leave, and that's, you know, fine. Uh, I mean, in a... You know, if somebody wants to further their career or, 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 or have a, you know, dip, try other things, I, I wouldn't have hard feelings. But, uh, yeah, we try to, to further things. Like, uh, so, Livy, who's been with me for uh, four or five years and working together, uh, she's, she's doing some managerial things. Again, uh, one of my other baristas is also helping me manage, actually seeing into the books and all that. Uh, I've used at least three of my baristas for trainings or four, uh, which is again extra money uh, and kind of different experience, events, competitions. So I don't know, just keeping an eye on it that you know they'll be bored sooner or later. Trying to raise wage little by little. I don't know. I just you know keep. I'm going to get a plug-in as well for the Tampa Tantrum podcast we did this week on Monday with Stephen Morrissey. Um, you may know him from the Smiths, you know, he was in the Smiths, yeah, yeah. Um, Steemo. <laughs> uh, but he was talking about the career, you know, having a career in a coffee shop and how it's, um, it's very difficult to kind of keep people motivated if you're going to keep all the jobs to yourself. And it sounds like what you're doing as you're growing is you're giving away the jobs that you originally did but then allows people to be take on more, more responsibility, more opportunity to earn more money. Um, and I think that's the way to actually develop a career is by letting go of some of the things that, you know, as shop owners, um, 
or business owners, we can be very precious of um, and trusting the staff to do it as well, um, if not better than you were. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, any other questions? come in what have you found to be the most difficult element in the hiring process personally it's like I've, I've referred to it I think it's um, it's not always fair like sometimes I feel uh, you know there's little time if, if I wanted to meet like 12 people maybe and spend an hour with each and then do tryout days, it's, it's unbelievably long time. So that's, that's that. Um, honestly, it's not that hard somehow. You know, you want to find the right persons, but when you see it, see her or him, it's, it's generally quite clear. We had very few moments where we had kind of real doubts about people. So you just got to find, find the people. How useful do you find CVs in actually finding people? Do you feel that they give you a good indicator of what's about to come through the door? Or do they, are they, can there be a smoke screen for the real person that's going to come through the door? Um, I, would, I would say both CVs and cover letters can be pretty good. Like I've, I've had like times where I was disappointed after a CV. But you know, if there's some serious experience there uh, in the Hungarian context, that matters a lot. Uh, I'm sure elsewhere as well. Cover letters, yes. I, I didn't get the whole cover letter thing. I thought it was stupid because it feels like something. I want to work in a team uh, that is young and dynamic and, you know, you know these sentences. Uh, those cover letters are stupid. They are stupid. <laughs> but then you, get, then you get a letter like, sometimes, you know, you get a letter and you're like, wow. You know, it touches your heart. Well, this person is motivated. This person wants it. This, it's somehow nicer or written in a nice way, you see there's effort into it, so it helps. And again, it's the only thing I can actually read, unless you come in, which is good. That's the only thing I have. So if you're like, please please uh, consider my application, I would like a personal meeting, well then I'm like, one email less to handle. I always remember a cover letter coming through once and the CV was atrocious, it was a mess. But the cover letter just said that they'd, they'd watch some of the videos that I, that I do and they'd watch some They'd been around the site and they were commenting about things they'd seen on the site. And it was like, they spent five, ten minutes finding out about, you know, what they were coming to. They're worth talking to. And actually gave them a job with the worst CV in the world because of the covering letter. Um, you know, and also said, yeah, the CV was great. So if they apply for any other jobs, they're not getting them. So we, <laughs> so I had my, my uh, employee retention. Um, any other questions? Was that Dale? Yes. Yeah, it was Dale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, I hear quite often that uh, regular customers are actually becoming uh, employees or barista. So did it happen to you or, and uh, what do you think about that? Um, I think it didn't happen, well, it kind of did. I had some, I actually rejected some of my applicants. That's interesting. Uh, like at least one of my baristas, no, two, I rejected at first. They came back. And, uh, you know, some of them, uh, you know, it's, these stories are public. Like, one of my baristas was competing in latte art. And, uh, and we saw she's great and, and 
and he's got really amazing skills, motorical skills, super motivated. But when she started coming in the shop, you know, drinking black coffee, then I remember that moment. I went to the back with, with like, uh, you know, Livy, who's the, my manager. I was like, hey, no, this, we, this person is actually into it. So she's been a customer, although it's already, I think, she knew uh, she would, she would want to come in. I think it's great, because customers know, you know, what the deal is, what you're doing. So if they get everything else uh, regarding card work and, and all that, that it's not a lab. Sometimes you're a customer, you come in, you know, you're having your drip coffees, you're asking about the whole fanciness of brewing, and then you think, oh, I want to work in this lab. Well my friend, your back shall hurt, you know, because <laughs> it's going to be a lot of lifting of milk, whatever. So That's an interesting question, and I'm just thinking through my head about customers, and every one of my coffee jobs that has been that I've employed have been customers, every single one. Yeah, because the whole world is your customer, that's easy. But they, that's, I, I think it's, because they have a love for what you do, though, and I think that that's what they can quite often bring to a shop, Auto groceries, they they or are already bought into the ethos of what you're doing because they are customers. Yeah, um, and I think that could be a very strong, a very strong thing. Um, yeah, yeah just to t turn that around, uh, it, it, there's this other thing, and this is also quite egoistic, I admit. But if you're like in Budapest, you're a barista, and we ask you, so have you been here before? And then you're like, no. Or have you been to you know one of our competitors? Have you been to Tamp and Pool? They're like, no. And where have you been? You know, why? So, um, everybody has to be a customer to some extent. No? Okay, well, um, yeah, please, a, a huge round of applause for Tibor. <laughs>